0: Welcome back to House on Carrion Hill, House of Bob's cosmic horror adventure played in Pathfinder 2nd Edition in the Galarian campaign setting. Hi, I'm Dan. I'm playing Willen Dappin,
1: the Gnome Wizard.
2: Hi, I'm Jeanette. I'm playing Bimkin, the long snout rat oracle.
1: Hey, I'm Schubert. I am playing NibNub, the Razortooth Goblin Fighter. I'm Trevor, and I'll be playing Theobald,
0: the Orc Investigator. And I'm Sean, your game master. If you like what we do and you want to support the show, visit us at patreon.com slash Bob. Last time on House on Carrion Hill. Tom and the boys have hunted down and eliminated two of the Keepers of the Oldest, ensuring that the dangerous spawn of Yogg-Sothoth is unable to retrieve the power that they stole. Now, the heroes stand on the doorstep of the final cultist, the cunning and dangerous Keeper Crove. And so the four of you stand just at the northern entrance of the asylum, a windowless room on the crown of Carrion Hill. You have beat senseless and tied up an orderly who's wearing a birdcage-like helmet over his head for some reason. He didn't seem to want to let you in, but you were persuasive. In this first room of the asylum, you can see Three doors leading further in. One on your left, one directly in front of you, and one in the corner on the left. Four, I don't know. There's there's two doors on the far wall, one on the left wall.
2: Do any of the doors look different than the other doors?
0: That's a great question to which I have an answer. Nice. (laughs) The answer is they are the same.
2: Oh.
3: So we're in a room. There's two doors on the left and one right in front of us.
0: Two, two doors in front of you, one to the left. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and one technically behind us. Oh, my. Yes. God. Also that one. You could go that All right, way. I take
4: want. that one.
3: Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. <laughs> we have truly descended into madness now.
4: <laughs> All right. So two in front of us, one on the left. Got it.
2: <laughs> I would like to listen to each of the doors.
0: You would like to listen to each of the doors? Yeah. What do they say? Just hear them out. Make perception checks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, we can each
3: take a door. Let's each take a door.
2: Oh, yeah. This is a good idea.
3: Yeah, I take one of the doors on the left. I got a 20.
2: Bimkin got an 11.
0: And one more. Theobald rolled a 13. So, Wellen, you put your ear to the leftmost door. Nice. You hear nothing. Bimkin, you put your ear to the next door, to the right, and you hear nothing. Theobald, you put your ear to the middle door, and you hear what sounds like distant mumbling and the occasional like
1: ah ah, ah ah
0: in the distance of random screams and warbles and shouts, but they're all quite muffled or distant. All right. Does it sound like Crove? It does not sound like Crove. It sounds more like random mental asylum patients. Hmm.
4: I don't. I don't hear anything behind my door.
3: Same no sounds. I hear probably more people with bird cages on their heads. So hmm. I think maybe avoiding the center door until we have to go down the center door because... Yeah,
4: let's let's fan out a little, you know.
3: Yeah, the quiet doors, we have a chance of scoping out more space, getting a better chance, of potentially getting a drop-on Crove. Although if we go straight into
0: the main room, the screaming will be escalated. Okay, so left door, middle door, right door.
4: Let's try my door.
0: All right, so you open up Willen's door. It swings open easily and opens into another room about the same size, 10 feet by 15 feet. Currently mostly empty except for one of those stainless steel serving trays that surgery might put tools on just sitting in the corner. There's another door on the far right.
2: I
4: don't like this place. Yeah, neither do I. No. All right, I'll do another.
0: Was that a, I open the door, Willem?
4: I did open the door, but I'm not going in first. Okay. Uh, Theo, How are you, baby.
3: Is that because I'm the
0: biggest? Yeah. Okay, I do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm confused. You're stepping into the room with the medical or with the surgery tray, or are you stepping through yeah, the Yeah, I
4: room? opened the door to that room, and then I just, like, stepped aside to let Theo enter.
0: All right, so Theo steps in, and yeah, he confirms the room is empty, except for this little serving tray here.
4: Is there even any point doing a perception?
0: No, I'm not going to even let you make a perception, because that's all that's here.
2: Okay. What's on the serving tray? Just medical tools?
0: Presently nothing, but that's oh. what the what you imagined it would be used for. All right. There's no lab coats
3: or anything hanging on the wall or anything? No. Okay. We won't be able to do three stooges in a trench coat. <laughs>
4: I'm listening at the next door, by the way. I'm not searching this room.
0: Okay. I rolled a 20. Listening at the next door, you're able to hear some of those same whoops and hollers and uh, screams in the far distance as Theobald was earlier.
4: All right. I hear that screaming you're talking about. Do we backtrack? Maybe go to that other door? Yes, other door.
3: Yeah, okay. my vote's for the other door.
4: All right. Lead the way, Theo.
0: All right. Stepping through the center door, you come to a storage room. Within here, you find a whole bunch of extra furniture, chairs, pillows, padded cushions, restraints, and some supplies that maybe would be used for like medical usage or medical experiments.
1: Hmm. Could I
3: use a a medicine check to ascertain the usefulness of any of them? Sure. Sure. Theobald sort of mauls over the supplies, humming and hawing, and rolls a 16.
0: Looks like typical surgical equipment. There's some stuff here for doing um, sutures. There's lots of bandages and scalpels and whatnot left in jars of some sort of fluid.
3: Kind of nothing outside of the ordinary for a regular
0: hospital. Yeah, you'd hope it's a regular hospital anyways. It doesn't seem like a regular hospital, but...
3: (laughs) I feel like the birdcage guy still has just sort of got me a little
0: rattled. Fair enough. All right. You got two doors remaining to you. One is on the far east side of the building and one is right in the center.
2: Bimgen stuffs his pockets with all the bandages. Okay. Middle door.
4: Let's try middle door. Middle door well. it is. Yep.
3: Mid- middle door is the door that opens up to the moaning,
0: groaning and...
4: Yeah, yeah the door that you listened at.
0: All right. Opening this door, you see a 10-foot hallway that goes to a T intersection to the left and right. Directly ahead of you, at the crux of the T, is another door.
2: Can you describe the lighting? Is there like a freaky light swinging back and forth?
0: There are no freaky lights swinging back and forth. Instead, this hallway is lit by candles that are sitting in glass gaunces at regular intervals along the wall.
4: That's also scary.
0: You can see that uh, many of them are quite worn down as if they've been burning for quite a while.
4: All right, let's Hmm. go see what's at the end of the T.
0: All right, you go to the crux of the T. Here's now standing directly beside this door. You see the hallway goes to your left and to your right, about 20 feet in both directions, and there are two more T intersections. You can see that one of them, the one on your right, has a door at it. All right, I'll listen at this door, since that's what we're doing. Got a big old 26. Good job, Will. 26. You're listening at this door. Mm-hmm. You hear lots of muttering and speaking on the other side. Someone is like ranting. You know, yeah. If you're eating things that are white, it's gonna make you. It's gonna gonna get your humors all out of out of alignment, and and you're gonna need. Obviously, you if you eat yellow, then you're gonna get all sick, and that's gonna not make you feel good, and your your brains gonna go all rot mush and mush. And then, and then what I think, what I think you gotta eat you gotta eat things that are brown, brown things are healthiest things.
4: All right, I'm gonna leave this door. now
2: <laughs> Wait, what <laughs> what do you hear inside?
4: Uh, crazy guy. He's well. I don't know. He's talking a lot about food, which doesn't sound so bad,
2: but
3: he's
4: got some strange theories.
3: I mean, we talk a lot about food.
4: That's true, but he thinks color dictates health. I mean, in some instances, maybe. But moldy green, that's a bad color.
1: Does Grove care about the color of food? I mean...
4: I have not asked.
3: Should I roll to see if I have a memory of Grove ever talking about the color of his food?
4: Why don't you try listening and see if you recognize the voice?
3: Oh, that's a good point. Okay, I'm going to... Put my ear up against. See if I can ascertain who that is. 22 for Theobald's eavesdropping.
0: The voice does not sound familiar. Cool.
2: Is there like the little slots where they pass food in or like a little window to see the person?
0: This door does not have that. Hmm. Hmm. They don't
3: feed this person here. Or not through the door, at least.
1: <laughs> is the door unlocked? I'm Nib Nub just testing. The-
0: it is unlocked. Roll, roll a stealth check. 20. All right. No response comes from the other <laughs> side. The voice continues to ramble about various colors of food.
1: We could oh. uh, give him some some of our brown rations. I don't really like them anyway. And then uh, ask where Krove is. Maybe we should offer him brown rations
3: after we find Krove. Because we wouldn't want to have him... Warn Crow about the kind of food that we have so that Crow runs away. So we should go check a different door.
1: Well, we could just knock him out like the last guy if he starts uh, screaming. But I don't Or we could
3: just leave him because he's not
4: doing
1: anything. Yeah. I, I feel No, like I'm if just he's saying talking, we don't know where we're going. He could be talking no. to
3: somebody else. And then there's two people that we have to punch. Do you feel like you could knock out two people? Easy. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, guys. We got one vote for knock down the door.
4: I could do that in my sleep.
3: <laughs> will and you also feel like you could knock out two people?
4: Well, yeah, but I'm not gonna. I think
3: we should just move. Move on. Okay,
1: let's just keep going. I just want to find this guy before uh, the monster eats him and gets all more powerful. So
0: keep in mind too that Theobald's buff from the uh, oil that he put on his blade will only last for about another maybe 50 minutes. Five zero. Five zero.
4: Okay, well, that's plenty of time. I have a question. Mm -hmm. If we eat Crove, will we gain his power? (laughs) Which way do
0: you guys want (laughs) to (laughs) go? 45 minutes. dead silence (laughs) of everybody. (laughs) Yeah. So standing facing this door with the food lecturer, do you want to go to the left or to the right?
4: Let's go left.
0: All right. You go to the east and you end up getting to the end of this T intersection. To the left, you see a door that you think might be the door to that room with the surgical table. To the right, another long hallway with four doors. Two on the right, one on the left, one at the end.
3: One at the end. Perception check. Theobald. Okay. Just beelines past everything else. It's like, that's that's a door I want to listen to.
0: All right, go ahead.
3: Theobald rolls a miraculous. 14. You hear
0: nothing. Hmm. Hmm. I open the door. You open the door. You walk into a five-sided, very well-appointed office with two big double doors on the right side and right next to two smaller doors on the right side. There's a heavy-looking desk, a chair behind it, some important-looking papers strewn about with a reading lamp and some writing utensils. Behind the desk is a portrait of Keeper Crove. That's our man. He is, as we described before, a balding man with a skullet and a half-orc. He's got kind of a bronzish-greenish skin, very stubby little tusks protruding. He's wearing very tiny little spectacles uh, across the bridge of his nose, and he gazes down
1: with a stern countenance.
2: Those glasses are much too small for his face. Well, Something really. bigger to frame nicer. Yeah, he needs more lenses.
1: Did we find his room?
4: I think this might be his office, maybe?
1: Yeah. It's like his office.
3: Yeah. I want to investigate his desk.
0: I'll allow it. Sweet.
4: It's solid oak with a varnish finish.
0: Ooh. <laughs> Keep going. Ooh. Somebody here knows what that means. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Tell me more. Ah, Finally,
0: Theobald rolled a 19. A 19. You look through the papers, and you find that mostly they are admitting papers, For various patients, you don't see anything that really stands out. People who are either hearing voices or suffering from depression or violent criminals who've been remanded to the asylum instead of to prison.
3: Theobald's interested in the dates on the documents. Are these like really current? Are these like older dates? Has it been a while since someone's been admitted?
0: Has he been here recently most recent date is a patient admitted about two weeks ago oh man a human male with dark hair unnamed gibbering and speaking nonsense it lists uh, a set of possessions that came in with him some armor a rope caving equipment as well with a a helmet with a lantern or torch attached to the front and a book no additional notes on the book that is all that's
3: known about him hmm
2: it doesn't say what the book was titled? No.
3: It just says book. This person probably was down in like the sub areas of the city, saw something he wasn't supposed to see, went mad. Maybe the
4: crypts that we were in?
3: Oh.
2: We know
4: there's a vast crypt network down
2: there. Are there bookshelves
4: around?
0: They're not bookshelves. There's just this desk, the chairs sitting before it and behind it, as well as there's a set of double doors in the center of the left wall and then two other doors on flanking it.
2: What about like loose floor planks or something like some sort of hidden doors or buttons?
0: Theobald's done his perception check, but I could let you do another one. 20. Bimkin, you don't find anything additional. I mean, if uh, Nibnob and Willin want to, too, you guys could go ahead.
4: Do it. 19.
0: And Nibby Nubby? A 17. Yeah, you guys don't find anything else of use in here.
2: And there's nothing behind the painting?
0: Nothing behind the painting, but bare wall.
4: All right, I draw a frowny face on the painting and we move on. <laughs>
1: it looks better. Nice. <laughs> I draw bigger glasses on him. Bunch <laughs> about their
2: balance. All can right, I so roll,
1: it? instead of a perception, can I roll like a thievery to try to see if there's any part of the desk that's like uh, like a secret hidey spot in the desk or something? Like a false bottom yeah, or something? Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure, why not? <laughs> oh, that's going to be a 25. 25.
0: So you are fiddling around with the, one of the locks on one of the drawers and you notice that it's got actually a false side to it. Oh. You press, depress a little piece of the panel of wood and a spring loaded cabinet opens from the side underneath the desk. Oh. Within you find a thin blue rod of wood about no. 13 inches in length. The side of it is inscribed A number of arcane sigils
1: Ugh It's just a bunch of stupid freaking words
0: I threw mine on it the that? floor No, Yeah, no.
1: Let's, uh, yeah. I have no, It's just garbage
4: It is not garbage oh.
1: Yeah, I'm
3: rolling an arcana check To sort of discern the garbage On the blue stick <laughs> <laughs> 21 to try and read it While uh nipnum's flailing
0: it around in the air <laughs> And that was an arcana? Yes You have no idea. Maybe the wizards look at it. Oh, yeah. I'm known to be good at this kind of stuff. 22. You recognize that it has symbols from the enchantment school, but you're not sure what this wand would do if activated.
1: Enchantment.
4: Only one way to find out. Okay, Nibdum. Oh, really, still?
1: <laughs> Nibdum starts darting around the room. This is where I point out that wands
0: are once a day, <laughs> unless you <laughs> overload it. If you're using it, you're using it. All right, I will not use it. Let's but... save that. Anybody else with arcana, nature, occultism, or religion want to try?
3: I have all occultism, if that's going to be any different than arcana.
0: What?
2: What about Bimpkin? Yeah. Yeah, I've got nature is the only thing. It's plus eight. It's probably not going to really help. But mm. I can take a look at it. No, this is probably garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys. <laughs> We've done an 11. All right. I, it's still pretty garbage. I'm going to hold on to
0: it. Oh, yeah. You guys are idea. not quite sure. Theobald, if you want to try that occultism, I'll let you.
3: But that'll be it. Theobald puts a 28 into his effort for uh, trying to see if it ties to any occults that he might know.
0: 28. Not only do you begin to recognize what these sigils mean, you recognize it as one of the tools that Krove used on you when inscribing your tattoos. Motherfucker. You identify it as a Wand of Suggestion. The
1: mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: cool. Wand of Suggestion will allow you to cast the spell Suggestion once per day, or again, a second time if you overload it, risking its destruction. A creature that succeeds on a save against suggestion is still
1: stupefied one for one round.
2: Oh, not bad. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that could be really handy in our fight against Grove. Any special requirements to cast it? You
0: just have to be an arcane caster.
3: Okay. Obviously, I know what this means, but just in case somebody else doesn't know what uh, suggestion is as a spell, what would suggestion mean if it was cast on you?
0: It is a fourth-level spell. It takes two actions to cast. It's on the arcane and the occult tradition lists. Um, it is a will-saving throw uh, where you suggest a course of action for the target, uh, which must be phrased in such a way to seem like a logical course of action for the target. and cannot be self-destructive or obviously against the target's self-interest. If they critically succeed, they're unaffected and know that you tried to control them. If they just succeed, they'll be unaffected and think you're talking to them normally, not casting a spell on them. The wand additionally stupefies them for one round because it's a special item. If they fail, they immediately follow your suggestion for up to a duration of one minute. If they critically fail, the base duration becomes an hour. Cool.
2: Can you remind me? So when you have a wand, Mm -hmm. it is the exact same amount of action points as it would be to cast a spell, right?
0: Yes. Okay. It just doesn't use a spell slot, and in this case, it would allow you to cast a higher level spell. Okay. Because I don't think anybody has fourth level spells yet. All right, so Bimpkin or I would be able to use it?
2: I don't think I'm arcane.
0: Arcane
3: or occult? Uh, I have plus 13 on arcane.
4: I don't know if that means you're necessarily an arcane
3: caster,
0: though. You have to have spell slots. Oh.
2: Oh, never mind. I am arcane. Okay, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, me or Willan, but Willan, I think it makes more sense for you to take it.
3: Yeah, it does make more sense. Use this with uh, responsibility.
0: (laughs) Good work with all that searching, you guys. Where to now? All right, we found
1: some trash. Let's go.
0: (laughs) Double doors? Double doors?
1: Let's just freaking go. I'm going through the double doors. All right,
0: Nibnub kicks open the double doors. Here I go. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Immediately
0: on the other side of the double doors (laughs) are two more double doors. You're in a waiting room. (laughs)
2: are there magazines Ah,
1: this is torture (laughs) (laughs) this is my worst nightmare just give me someone to kill or something
0: there's just a single comfy chair
1: (sighs) I feel like
2: we should check I know it's very boring but perhaps we should check the two side doors because there could be key for door we find later or perhaps I don't
1: know some other clue but you guys better start hurrying up
3: I will be quick alright Theobald follows lead and checks the left door.
0: This is another smaller room with two very comfy looking chairs, a little reading desk or like side table between them. You can see an empty coupe glass sitting beside a candle that has long since burnt out. There is another door on the other side of this room. What's a coupe glass? It's a wide brimmed glass with a thin stem, kind of like a martini glass. Okay.
2: Can can smell the glass to see what was in it?
0: You smell some very strong sort of high-proof alcohol spirits in it. Like the remnants of them. Should we get
1: plastered?
4: I mean, it's empty.
1: Oh. I thought, never mind. I
4: mean, you can lick the rim, I guess.
1: All right, next door. Next
0: door. You open up into a... A small library, 10 feet by 10 feet, no other doors. Lucky you. You quickly scan the books in this room, and you see lots of titles pertaining to the medical arts, ancient history, astrology, astronomy, portals, and other eldritch, but not necessarily forbidden topics. There seems to be a particular focus on ancient cults.
1: No. Whenever we see a bunch of books, you guys get distracted for a really long time. So let's so just long freaking fact go.
0: That at this point, Theobald only has thirty minutes left on his sword. Oh man,
2: Bemkin's going to start tipping all the books over to see if they open secret doors.
0: Mm, you pull every book off, and no <laughs> secret door opens. Good try though. Nice. We trashed
1: the place. It's now twenty-five minutes. <laughs> yeah, Nimnub is getting very impatient. <laughs> yeah, let's freaking
0: go.
4: Yeah, even I'm not here to read. Let's go.
1: All right. If we wait too long, then the monster's just going to eat that guy and then, and then they're going to crush all the people we like.
0: All right. So, through the waiting room or through the other door on the right? Theobald heads to the other right. Okay. You go through the other right, you open that up, and you see a set of stairs descending down into the building's basement. Here we go. Oh, yeah, we're talking. You hear more gibbering and howling from downstairs. Theobald puts his finger between his tusks,
3: hushing everybody else, and attempts a stealth roll to descend the stairs.
4: All right, let's all do stealth.
3: Okay. Theobald rolls a twenty-seven Ooh, as
0: he very steekies. descends.
4: Oh no! <laughs> oh no! It's a critical Willen. failure with a ten. <laughs> Bibkin got twenty-two.
1: <laughs> and Nimnub. I rolled really bad too. I got fourteen. <laughs> okay. Nimnub's in too much of a rush to be quiet.
2: You guys are both like, nobody shushes me.
1: And
0: Nimnub pushed me.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you two are too impatient.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you guys descend down to the basement. As you do, Willen knocks over uh, with the tip of his staff. As he's clunking down the stairs, he accidentally hits the tip of his staff on one of the candle sconces, which causes the glass to tip, fall to the stairs, and shatter as it clanks down step by step. You all freeze, listening. And the noises in the distance stutter, but then resume. You get to the bottom of the stairs, and you see another fucking door.
2: What is this place?
0: (laughs) This one is made out of iron.
2: (laughs) No wonder everybody in here is so crazy. Too many doors.
3: I quickly listen to the door before somebody kicks it down. And Nibnub gets ready to kick it down. My ears go a 24.
0: You still hear that talking and raving of, of the lunatics, but it is further on and uh, still quite muffled.
4: Nibnub, can you use your like thievery skills and see if we can open this up like, quietly?
1: Okay, I tested the handle. You test the handle, and it
0: begins to slowly creak open. Nibnub opens this iron door. It swings open silently into yet another hallway. There's a door to your right, and you can hear through that door pretty clearly. And then you come over here, and you're just, you're in my space, and this is my side of the table. You come on my side of the table, I'm gonna fucking cut you. Keep that door closed. (laughs) The hallway continues to your left as well. To your left, you see another door, and the hallway curves around back to the west again. Wanna just
4: see where like this hallway goes?
0: Yeah, let's, let's check the hallway. Okay. So you head north along the hall. You come to uh door at the north corner before it turns to the left, where you see a door with a metal grate in it on the far left end of this hallway.
3: A metal grate like it's... Um, like we like could see through it. You could see through it, yeah. Mm. Take a peek.
0: Let's approach the door with the grate. Okay. So you step mm-hmm. over, you crack it open, and you, looking through, see what appears to be a small cell-shaped room... Devoid of furniture. At the back end, there is a peephole that looks into another space. You look through and you see an empty room, an empty cell that appears to be locked. There's a little bed, a bucket, and a bit of straw, but it is currently unoccupied. Looks like you're in some sort of observation cell where you could look in onto patients. Weird. Oh, we're in the...
3: uh observation corridor so all these rooms are going to look in on the rooms of potentially people muttering to themselves
4: well that that's a good way to see what's going on i guess
3: i mean this is a good place to bump into the people who are doing the observing
0: so we should be vigilant
4: all right i guess we just keep going to the north
0: okay yeah continuing along the north you check the next observation cell
4: are they the same kind of doors
0: same sort of doors. Uh, there's actually four of them all the way down okay. this hallway, and then another door at the very end. The first cell that you check into, or the se- rather the second cell down the hall, you see a lone man inside the cell. He is huddled up against the wall, and he is just clutching his head, muttering. And he's going on like the red, the red star of Akiton, I have to get back. I have to get back. If I if I get there, then I can then I can tell everybody about I can tell everybody about Glarian. What went on here? Is I got to get back.
2: That guy has seen some shit. Yeah. Maybe we should talk to him?
3: Maybe not through the wall.
2: Might freak him out a little.
0: Yeah. We can come back around and help these people. All right, so continuing down the hallway?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Continuing down the hall, the next cell is also empty. And the fourth cell you look into, you see a woman who is scratching and picking at their hair and totally silent, just plucking out hair by hair.
2: This this place is sad Mm -hmm.
0: This place is sad You got one more door to the north And then a door you haven't checked in Behind you still
3: I want to keep going to the end of the hallway Yeah, okay. Let's go to the north end
0: of the hall So cracking open the door At the end of the hall you walk into a larger Room with a number of Gated cells On one side You see a long metal table In the middle of this room spots of dried blood mar its polished surface at one end. Two wooden cabinets stand to the northwest, while to the east there are two empty prison cells. This place is a maze. Alright, I'll just do a
4: a brief perception check, but I'm not going to spend a lot of time here. Okay. I got a crit.
0: Nice. So that is a
4: 30. Nice. Willow
0: notices that the lock holding one of the cabinet doors shut is on its last combination of number. And he clicks it over, it pops open, and inside he finds... Eight of the Minor Healing Potions. Oh. And eight vials of a Sticky Black Oil. Hmm. All right. Um, I will do a Arcana
4: on the Sticky Black Oil. hmm
0: And I'll get a Crit Fail with a 14. <laughs> then you have no idea.
2: Could I try a Nature on it? Sure you could. Bimkin got a 26.
0: 26 is enough. You identify this as a Lethargy Poison... Which would be used to keep someone docile or unconscious, depending on the dosage. Uh, so this is for the patients then. There are eight vials of each. I will give two to each. Two each to each person. Yeah. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's about all you can find in this examination room, surgery, torture chamber. But that's about it.
4: All right. Let's let's go back to that other door, I guess.
0: All right. Let's go find a door
3: we haven't opened yet. I think that's back down the hallway in between two of the... um,
0: In that U that turns around the side? The long hallway with the four spying corridors. Okay. So you head back to the south. You get to the door that you had not opened yet that didn't have the yelling people behind it. And... Who cracks it open? Uh, Theobald will. Okay. Theo cracks the door open. It swings into a single large desk sitting in the northern part of this room. There's a high-back chair with deep purple cushions just beyond that. Another door on the far right side of this room.
3: Perception, just quickly to check the desk, see if there's anything interesting on it. Okay. Papers with current dates. Uh, Theobald rolled a 30. I got a critical
0: on that. You find that the desk has been scoured of almost everything except for a scrap of paper the bottom half of a letter that says, I'll meet you on the day of bones. Signed Rutman Meyer.
2: Rutman Meyer is the guy we we killed, right?
0: We just That's killed. the guy we just killed. Yeah. K- yeah.
2: yeah.
3: So this is sort of like the second office to the other office. There's like a stage office and this is like a secret office.
4: I thought this might be like a security room or something, maybe. Like where a guy would hmm. maybe hang out or something. Maybe let's check out that door, the other door in this room.
3: Yeah. Theobald opens the next door.
0: Theobald, you swing open the northern door of this office into another room that's lit by a cluster of candles. There's a round table covered with heaps of notes and papers sitting between you and the tall, thin figure of Keeper Walder Crowe. <gasps> his sunken eyes flit up from a page held in his hand to you. Ah, Theobald. Zhezek told me there was a dreamer in the city. I would not have suspected it was you. Welcome. He gestures to a chair in front of him.
3: Theobald hesitantly sits. Are you surprised to see me?
0: I am. I knew that there was someone, and likely some heroes given the mishaps. But you have, as you can imagine, caught me at a difficult time. I'm expecting the spawn to arrive at any moment. And shall, of course, stumble into my trap, and hopefully I can bind it back to my service, as I've done with countless other aberrations before it. This one, though, Theobald, will be my crowning achievement. I will bring chaos under my heel. Will you help me to trap this creature?
3: I don't think you have what it takes to take this thing out, because this thing has bested everyone else whose power you relied on, you needed to bring this thing into existence. And the only way we
0: are going to beat this thing is if we beat you. Theobalda, I saved you once before from the creature that haunted your dreams. I know you can help me, but if you won't, and you won't be the first to grovel before me, then I'll just have to make you beg. And we'll see you in two weeks. Thanks for listening once again to The House on Carrion Hill. Please, if you want to support the show, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and you can find us on all your favorite social medias except for your favorite one, TikTok, at the House of Bob, because we don't do TikTok yet. You could do it for us and that would be great. Join us on our Discord and talk with us about all sorts of things, food, video games, RPGs, fitness, all sorts of stuff. Shuber's been playing Ring Fit Adventures or something. (laughs) Uh, I'd like to thank all of our patrons, Mortimer, Ben, Connor, Pedrig, Brandon, Ron, Team Eamon, Pavel, Christine, Tom I, Elias, Mark, Mary, Jessica C, Ray, Scooter, Tyler, Josh, Keith, Blocket 12 Tom W, Jessica D, Kieran, Mike, Sylvia, and Luke. But uh, particularly Alexander, who's our newest patron supporter. Thanks, bud. Welcome to the show. Artwork for this episode is by Sean Makes. Audio production and sound design by Astronomic Audio. And music for this episode is by Mike Hammock. Roll on.
3: Roll on. All
0: right, everyone say
4: one nice thing about Sean. He apparently needs an eco boost.
3: (laughs) (laughs) You have really nice glasses, Sean. Aw.
2: I love you.
0: (laughs) That was a question?
2: That's a a nice thing. There's a question as in, is that a nice thing?
0: (laughs) I like your Uh, salt and pepper beard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, that is nice. Ego boosted. Thank you guys. (laughs) No
3: problem. (laughs) Uh, um, or, um, uh, I was thinking about magic when I was initially looking at it, but now I'm going to think about, um, Occultness.
1: (laughs) Occultedness. And then they're going to crush all the, People we like. Like your mom. Like your mom. <laughs> Shut up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I meant that genuinely. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I care a lot about your mom. <laughs> Fool of a willin'. <laughs> <laughs> Are you supposed to say my last name?
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> <badabber>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh,
3: here. Well oh, a sec. I have a, darking bo- a, a barking dog. Darking, darking bog.
2: Darking bog. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> darking dog.
3: You knew I was coming, but you didn't go anywhere. Hold on. You yeah. didn't know I was coming. Uh, uh, Cal, Alex, cut that. <laughs> this aberration into existence. Just like the movie The One starring Jet Lee and <laughs> Jet Lee. <Li. laughs> Thought. You are both incredibly <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Maybe we'll retcon that. <laughs> no, take no, your, time. take that, your time. Take your
0: time. That's
2: great. Oh,
3: that was good. Yeah, was good.
2: Please reference yeah. the Jelly movies.
3: Uh it was such uh, a good movie, though. I loved that one. He kicks the lamppost oh and it no. falls over. <laughs> this would be a great time for Crove to kick a lamppost over.
2: <laughs> what? Ah! Oh my god.
0: You guys zigged when I thought you would zag. <laughs> you are right at Keeper Crow's door.
2: We can tell Alex to remove things. <laughs> yeah, I mean I would like to remove that thing. I <laughs> doesn't mean he would made will. a really dumb comment about not eating much <laughs> food. <laughs> At the beginning, and <laughs> I've been thinking about it since the beginning. I don't even I remember like, that. why did I say that? So You could remove
3: that. I think that <laughs> must have been
1: before we started recording, I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, I do not remember that. <laughs> that at all. Or was that when uh, the what's-his-face was talking about I think I was, was rambling,
2: and I was like, maybe it's okay, oh, yeah, don't yeah. eat yeah. black food. And just
1: Now you're
0: worried it sounds racist. Jeanette. No, I'm oh, just oh, worried it sounds really gosh. dumb. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Uh, you can say Black food. Do you think it sounds Not more racist? dumb than. Oh, I'm just making a joke. Do you,
3: what? Yeah. what? Do you, yeah. Do you what? think it sounds more dumb than referencing a Jet Li movie? The one <laughs> from. Uh,
2: I like that a lot. I think that added to it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Next time
3: I'll uh, only be referencing Romeo Must Die. What? I was like <laughs> 2001. So Deadly that movie. movie's pretty old now. <laughs> so good. Oh, I got to watch that again.